hello and welcome to our podcast. We hope it encourages and inspires you. Please head to our website for more information on what is happening at Ashburton New Life or to get in touch. One of our team would love to talk to you. Here's today's message. How's it going? All good? Yeah, man, what an amazing morning of worship, eh? Isn't it awesome to be in God's presence, eh? And I just declare it over us this morning. There was amazing freedom and um, whatever has been planted and imparted during that time, we just receive that, don't we? Yeah, so I have the privilege, the, the privilege of rounding off uh, the series that we've been looking at, which is Spirit Wars. Um, a few weeks ago, we had Carly Santi from America, YWAMA, who came and shared her testimony with us. It was an amazing display of the contention and warfare um, that was over one, one person, one soul. And um, it's, it's amazing how the influence that has come from one person um, that can be used by either the kingdom of darkness or the kingdom of light. And isn't it amazing that there was victory in her life? But Carl introduced the teaching aspect of the series with the battle isn't against flesh and blood. Um, many things, but it was a revealing and pulling back into the world of the supernatural, exposing some of the prevailing spirits uh, that could be affecting us. Carmen shared about being battle-ready, that God has given us everything we need to be victorious in this battle we find ourselves in. Which is where I want to take off from this morning. Um, if you want to turn to 1 John 4, verses 4, um, it says, You are from God, little, little children, and have overcome them, or overcome the world, because, this is the emphasis, Greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. So greater is he, Jesus Christ, who lives inside of us if we um, are born again believers, than he who is in the world. And the, the world talks about humanity without Jesus at the center who have rejected God. The prince and the power of the air, uh, the prince of the world is the devil, the father of lies. And so people who have rejected God uh, become underneath the rulership, unfortunately, of the devil in some way or form. And so greater is us, who greater is he, Jesus Christ, um, than he who is in the world, Satan. So, and then another verse here, um, just to set the foundation, Colossians 2 verses 15. When Jesus had disarmed the rulers and authorities those supernatural forces of evil operating against us, he made a public example of them, so of all those um, demons and principalities and rulers of the dark places, exhibiting them as captives in his triumphal procession, having triumphed over them through the cross. So that's probably like the highlighted emphasis part there, having triumphed over them through the cross. So I just felt to set a foundation <laughs> In all things spiritual warfare, um, we, we need to come back to Jesus and we need to come back to the cross. So we need to come back to the finished work of the cross. There was victory over darkness, victory over sin, that he actually like legally won the battle 
on, on the cross. So whenever we're coming up against any darkness or anything, we can say, Satan, you're a defeated foe, and greater is he, I have Jesus living in me, and I can be confident. So any kind of fear of any kind of demons or anything, that's actually based in, in, in a lie, because we don't really know <laughs> who we are. I'm just going to pray this morning just before we get into it. Lord, we just thank you so much for what you're doing in this house right now. In Jesus' name, we thank you, Father, for the destiny and the calling on each of us and of this house. And Lord, we pray you'd speak to us this morning, Holy Spirit. We thank you, Father, for what you're doing in Jesus' name. We all said, Amen. Amen. Awesome. So, Jesus lives in us. He's won the victory. He's triumphed over sin, death, and the forces of darkness. Yet, do we live in the victory? Do we live in power? Um, do we live in all that he paid the price for us to live in? Do we live in the resurrected power he's paid a price for us to live in? This morning, I'm going to share a spiritual um, principle so what's a spiritual principle? An example of that is what you sow is what you reap. It's just a principle. It's a spiritual principle. If you sow lots, you'll reap lots. Um, so I'm going to share a spiritual, a spiritual principle that's all throughout the Word of God, all throughout our life. And this is like a filter that we can look through, which can become a tool in the tool belt of our spiritual man. I trust this morning that the Holy Spirit will speak to each of us and show us how this tool can be used as a diagnostic and valuable tool in spiritual warfare, leading to freedom and victory over the enemy. So what I'm gonna be speaking about this morning is the power of agreement. If you're, if you're taking notes, this is probably where you wanna take notes. This is like the meat of the message. So what are agreements? We can make agreements in the spiritual and we can also come into agreement um, in the spiritual. So agreements are spiritual contracts that have power both for good and evil and empower whatever kingdom they come into alignment with. Agreements give the spiritual realm access into the natural realm. So whether it's for good or if it's bad, people make agreements with the spiritual realm and then it gives it access into our lives or other people's lives. An agreement is made in the heart. It's strengthened by speech, manifested in our actions, and eventually becomes a part of our identity. You know that strengthened by speech part, I heard an amazing quote, it says that um, the word is like the spiritual pen that signs le the legal documents. Isn't that amazing? You say, God's going to do good things. You know? <laughs> or you speak over your life, I'm never going to be able to do that. That's like you're signing. Or if you speak over someone else, they will always be like this. That is signing a legal document, especially if you have authority over them like that's signing a legal document for the enemy to have access to do those things that you spoke. Isn't that kind of scary? Agreements can be made both actively and passively, can be made knowingly or unknowingly. Jesus said, anyone who isn't with me actually opposes me, and anyone who isn't working with me is actually working against me. That's in Luke 11. 
Everything that isn't of faith is sin, and whoever knows to do something good and doesn't do it, to them it is sin. Those are both scripture verses. And so basically, sometimes by omission, by what we know we should be doing, we can make an agreement with the forces of darkness, with the devil, um, by not doing those things. We, we don't have to be scared, but that's just the spiritual principles that are at play. For example, if you never spend time with God, you're probably opening a door to spend time with something else. <laughs> Agreements made by those in authority over us can give uh, access and legal rights to the spiritual realm into our life. Agreements made by us can have a huge impact of those who are under our authority. So I alluded to that before. What we believe determines what we agree with in the spiritual realm. So our beliefs have huge impact of what we come into agreement with, so then what comes um, into our lives. Here's a quote from Bill Johnson. The enemy is empowered by human agreement. To agree with anything he says gives him a place to kill, steal, and destroy. We fuel the cloud of oppression if we're under it by agreeing with our enemy. Wow. Have you ever woken up in the morning and just thought, oh, I feel flat, or ah, da 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 da? If we come into agreement with that, then it has power over us. <laughs> it, says, it says in the word, uh, for the spirit of heaviness, put on the garment of praise. If you come underneath a spirit of heaviness, then it has power over you. If you say, no, nah, I am not coming underneath that. I'm gonna praise you, God, for you are good. I'm gonna worship you. you know, then uh, the power to overcome it is there. Do you know what a squatter is? It's kind of a bizarre term. I'm sure um, you might have heard of it. Squatting is the action of occupying an abandoned or occupied area of land or a building usually residential, that the squatter does not own, rent, or otherwise have lawful permission to use. So often people come into abandoned buildings and they'll just sleep there and use it as their own even though they're not really meant to be there. They don't own it at all. So how about you wake up in the morning, you're feeling pretty groggy, you open the door of, to your bedroom and you walk into the lounge and then you're like, whoa, and then you go back into your bedroom and you say to your spouse, you're like, there's someone in our bedroom. Like, what? And they're like, no, 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 it can't be. Oh, sorry, there's someone in the lounge. So you both go out and have a look and there's <laughs> someone in there. There's, there's people sleeping in the lounge. There's squatters that have come into your lounge and you're like, what are you doing here? There would uh, like a, a, uh, arise like a whole lot of questions. What would you do? Should you kick them out? Should you wake them up? Do you know why they're in your house? And do you know how they got in your house? <laughs> you know, like, what the heck? You know, a lot of us would just be like, get out. <laughs> kind of kick them out. So you might try and kick them out. But what if they, like you woke up the next morning and they were back there? What on earth? What about if you found out that they said, we actually are allowed to be here because and they hold up a piece of paper, look, like someone signed a document saying that we could be here. That would change everything, wouldn't it? Keep on kicking them back out. We're allowed to be here, buddy. And so that would be coming like annoying. Wouldn't you want to find out 
well, what agreement was made that allowed you to be here in the first place? You'd want to find that out, wouldn't you? And then you'd want to say, well, how do I need to settle this? What do I need to do? What, what was my part in it? Was there someone else's part? Like, did my dad sign over and say that they could be here? Wouldn't that be frustrating? You might want to say, you'd want to sort things out so you could get the squatters out, wouldn't you? So that's much the same is that often there are things in our life, the demonic has access into certain parts of our life that causing destruction, killing, stealing and destroying, and we're trying to get them out by all sorts of things. Oh, I prayed for it and nothing happened. But sometimes the lies we're believing, the things that we are coming into agreement with is actually allowing the enemy to stay in our life. So until we come out of agreement, with that, which often called repentance, come out of agreement with those things and come into agreement, often those things can stay. Doesn't necessarily mean that everything that you're not seeing breakthrough in, ah, oh, must this because of my agreement or, or, or anything like that, but it's a diagnostic tool that we can ask the Holy Spirit, you know, like, is there something? And he will tell us. So agreement with the kingdom of darkness happens through, um, I just have three things here. Believing lies, having pride in our heart, and friendship with the world. You know, believing lies, I just remember, throw back to the time I was working full-time on a dairy farm. I was tired, worn out, wasn't in good physical health, wasn't in good mental health. Um, working from like 4.30 to 6.30, eight days on, two days off. Didn't really know like why I was doing that, but just going along with life. Not in a great space. I was also living with my brother who was kind of in full-time ministry at the church he was at. Um, and I remember one day just before he was going out to run his youth group or something, um, I had terrible eczema and it was really hard. It was impacting my sleep, impacting my life, everything. Um, and I remember him saying, well, do you want me to pray for the eczema that is afflicting you at the moment? And I said, yes, please. So I remember he had his jacket on and he laid his hand on me. As soon as he laid his hand on me, Holy Spirit just came down. I just started crying, kind of went into like a dwell. And then he said, oh, I feel like the Holy Spirit is doing something right now. And he said, I think... Holy Spirit's saying that there are lies that you're believing that are like really holding you back in, in your life. And I thought, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what these lies are. And I was like, I read the Bible. I love the Bible, blah, 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 blah. I love the truth as much as I, th I thought I, I could. And so he said, ask Holy Spirit what lies you're believing. <laughs> and I thought, well, I don't know what they are. And he said, say it. And so I said, Holy Spirit, what lies am I believing? As soon as I said that, like, bam, a thought came to my mind. I thought, what the heck is that? And it was like a lie. And then he said, Holy, he said say, Holy Spirit, what is the truth about that situation, about that lie? And then straight away, boom, and I went, wow, I never thought about that. And then it happened again and again. There was another lie, another truth, another lie. And there was, I just remember there was seven lies, kind of big 
impacting identity at my core lies. And I was crying and I was in a dwell and everything. But the, in, those, in that moment, like the truth of God came into my life and set me free from agreements that I didn't know that I'd made with the enemy from probably childhood <laughs> about my identity, about, um, I remember one of them was, I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough. That's just a lie that I was believing. And God said, you are more than enough. You know, like I, I was probably thinking, I'll never get married. I'll never get out of this. I'm, my eczema will, will be forever and all this kind of stuff. Oh, like, but God's truth came in. And so I just remember um, what a powerful moment that was and how my life changed from that moment. The other one is, is pride. It says that God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. So what does that look like? It means being independent of God. God, I don't need you. I'm going to do this by myself. It means not humbling ourselves before God. There's probably a, like, a lot you could unpack there, and I'll touch on it shortly with humility. Another agreement that allows the enemy access into our life is friendship with the world. It says, um, do you not know, this is in James, that friendship with the world is enmity against God. It means that you become an enemy of God. And it doesn't mean that like, if you hang out with some non-Christian people, God's gonna be like, now you're my enemy. That's not it at all. It's these ideologies, these lies, the, the way that people live um, when you come into agreement and friendship with those things, um, you, you agree, you come into like um, a partnership with them and then you, because God is holy and he's good and, and full of truth, when you come into alignment and friendship with that, then you're on opposite sides. So there's a difference between having friends that aren't Christian <laughs> and you being a light to them and a difference where you just become one of them isn't it? Where they just overrule how they live, what they do, you do. How, you know, like you just become a friend of the world. You end up, there's, there's, there's nothing. There's no difference. So that's an agreement that we can make, maybe even with what we see, what we hear. If we invite those things, we come into alignment with that. We give access to the enemy into our lives. So on the opposite end of the spectrum, agreement with God is believing truth, not the lies. So for every lie, there's a truth, or maybe for every truth, there's a twist of that truth and there's, there's a lie. So that's why we need to read the word, <laughs> um, hear God's voice constantly speaking to us. And then the next point is really... Um, really important, and this is, I think, the biggest area that we can come into agreement with like the kingdom of heaven, with, with God, is submission and humility. God wants us to surrender ourselves. He wants to surrender our own will, our old life, to be dependent on Him, for Him to be enough, for the Jesus who lives in us to be greater than our own self. We were born into sin and then we were reborn and Jesus came to live his life through us. And so when we surrender our pride <laughs> and 
us knowing exactly what to do and our own abilities to him, then he can live through us and we come into agreement with him. There's an amazing verse that says, submit to God, resist the devil and the devil will flee from you. So really what it's saying is, come into agreement with the things of the God, uh, with, come into agreement with the things of God, come out of agreement with the enemy and he will flee from you. And why that's so is because as you submit to God, it's no longer us who's fighting the enemy. We are now hiding in, uh, behind the authority of Jesus Christ right. as we submit to him. And so then when we come against the forces of darkness and spiritual warfare, it's no longer us who's coming against that, but Jesus who's coming against those things. And no wonder the forces of darkness have to flee. No wonder the devil has to flee because greater is he that lives in us than he that is in, in the world. So if the devil's not fleeing from you, either there's a submission problem or a resistance problem. Some of us submit to God and we just allow the squatters to be in our house and we don't resist them and say, you just need to get out of here in Jesus' name. And some of us, we just resist all the time. Bind up this, cast out that, boom, 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 boom. But we haven't taken the time to come into submission, to hear, God, what are you doing? I just want to obey you. I just want to do what you're saying. God has also, throughout the Bible, we can see these covenants of, prob of, of promise for us. We can see the evidence um, of the spiritual principle of agreement and play throughout the whole Bible and this spiritual reality at play in almost all of the Old and New Testament stories. We probably don't have time for them now, but Adam and Eve made an agreement with Satan, which gave him access into this world. You could see with David and Goliath, all the Israelites had come into agreement with fear and they thought Goliath is too big, what, what can happen? David came along, he was in agreement with God. He didn't see that and he just said, my God's bigger than Goliath. So take that, um, he beat them. So you can see the, the two kind of becoming into agreements there. You can see that whenever the Israelites worshipped idols, they came into agreement with, they were pretty much worshipping demons. And so then they came out of agreement with God and his purposes. They would lose every single battle along the way. And then God would take them into a time so that they could have a change of heart, so they could make an agreement with him again, and then they'd walk in victory again. Um, I loved Ruby's message um, a few weeks ago on how there was a group of people and rebellion came into those. There was a guy who came into like a fortified city. They made agreement with rebellion and God was like against them until they came out of agreement with that and said, we're just gonna chuck that out. There's so many um, stories and um, instances in the Bible that shows this principle. So God made these covenants with us. Um, there's Abrahamic covenant, the Mosaic covenant, the Davidic covenant. They're like all agreements that God stretched out his hand. But the last one he made, which was with Jesus, is the new covenant. It's like the new agreement, which trumps all of them. And Jesus said, he said at the last supper when they were taking the communion, just before he died, he said, this cup is poured out he was saying, me being poured out on the cross, 
is for you is the new covenant in my blood. So it's like this is the ultimate agreement that we can, we can come, which is Jesus on the cross. So it's just amazing how we can see it in the Bible. So what about a practical application to our everyday life? Our circumstances don't form agreements. How we respond to our circumstances form agreements. So I just wanted, I just wanted a, uh, a volunteer to do a bit of a challenge with this. It's nothing scary. Um, someone strong, someone strong. How about Corbin? Corbin, yeah, bro. Good Corbin, mean bro. So this is your challenge is just to pick this up off, off the ground, okay? Mm -hmm. But the only catch is, is that you've got to stand in it. <laughs> I don't know if you can. How long? <laughs> that's, that's, that's really good, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So give for Corbin a round of applause. Yeah. But we can see, let's say if we wanted to try and pick it up off the ground, we're really fighting against ourselves, And so this is a good picture of what it looks like to come into agreement with something, like to come into agreement with the enemy. Because as long as we're standing in here, there's nothing that's going to, like, there's going to be no way that we're going to really lift this up until we come like out of agreement. So picking this up, say, is like walking in freedom, is having victory over the enemy. So I'll give you a couple of examples. Say if I have unforgiveness in my heart, I end up standing in this, and there's no amount of casting out or resisting or anything that's gonna happen. There's no way that I can pick this up because I'm really fighting against the agreement that I've made until Holy Spirit, with the power of the Holy Spirit, that I can stand out of it, like kind of letting it go, then it's easy. Yep. Then whatever's attached to you can be like, shump, out of it. It has no place to stand. You know, other ones, rejection. If you feel rejection or abandonment that's happened to you, you feel that no one loves you, that's rooted in a lie. And God says, I've already accepted you for who you are. I accept you. I love you. You know, these um, agreements that we can make of fear, fear for the future. What is the future going to be like? All sorts of fears. And it's, we can come into agreement with that. But God says that I love you perfectly. You know, and I've given you, um, I haven't given you a spirit of fear but I've given you a spirit of power and love and a sound mind. So as if we are constantly in fear, if we are constantly consumed with those things, often we have come into agreement. And you know, God doesn't judge you on, on that. He just accepts you, uh, sorry, He just invites you into freedom and invites you to come out of agreement uh, with those lies and the other thing I'll just quickly talk on is how about if you come across someone who has made an agreement, how do you deal with that? You know, often we just want to say, bro, it's easy, just, just step out. But what's happened, you know, in the beginning, I said how it starts in the heart and then it, 
we, we speak it, like I'll never be enough or I'll never forgive that person for what they did to me or whatever it is. And then it's manifested in our actions and it becomes a part of our identity. So eventually we can end up like hopping around and feeling restricted because that's like our identity. And so what happens is that when someone comes along and says, mate, you can be free, they say, oh, how dare you like talk about my identity like that. I'm, I have flexi tub for a feet. That is what it is. So a lot of the time you say, you can just have forgiveness or you don't need to be in fear or whatever it is. And because it's been around so long, it feels like an attack on my identity because this is who I am. I've, I've never been able to walk properly. Stop attacking me. And so the best way to help someone who has come into agreement is the first and biggest thing is really love. Just to love them. You know, love covers over a multitude of sins and loving them will help them to step out and, and step out of agreement. <laughs> but could I have the band up now, please? And could everyone stand, please? So our circumstances don't form agreements with the enemy, but how we respond to circumstances and situations is what can form agreements and make alignments with the enemy so he can have power in our lives. So many of us here have gone through some really hard things. There's been trauma in our lives, maybe abuse, injustices, things that have happened that aren't right, things that have hurt us in a deep level things that have happened in our childhood as we have been growing up, lies that are to be believed. And I believe that this morning, the power of the Holy Spirit is here to help us to come out of agreement with the lies of the enemy, out of the agreement of the things of the enemy. Where these the squatters that are lying and stealing and destroying our lives. Many times there's an agreement that's been made and sometimes they're just flat out not allowed to be there. So Holy Spirit, thank you that you are a real person, that you are God here in spirit form. And you say, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. So we're just gonna wait for a minute. I just believe that Holy Spirit is beginning to minister to our hearts right now. In Jesus' Name. Minister to your people right now in Jesus' Name. Come Holy Spirit, we turn our hearts towards you. In Jesus' Name. Bring to light that which is holding us down in Jesus' name. 
Show us how to come into agreement with all that You have for us. In Jesus' name. Thank You, Lord. So Lord, we open up our heart. We give You access into every part of our heart right now in Jesus' name. We bring the hurts, we bring those situations, those circumstances. We bring you the injustices. We lay it at the feet of Jesus. We're saying that these burdens are too big for us to bear. Too much. But Lord, we thank you that you are enough. In Jesus' name.